are joining us today. If you haven't noticed, our atrium looks a little bit different this morning. It is Say Yes Weekend. I want to encourage you to stop by the tables. If there's a ministry that you have been longing to be a part of, uh, this Sunday and next Sunday are great opportunities to find out more about them. I will be at the table for The Well, our college and young adult ministry, so please stop by and say hi. My name is Julia, and if this is your first time, welcome. You can stop by our welcome desk out in the atrium. We have a gift just for you, or you can text the number 904-441-6900. That will pull up, um, if you text the word connect, our digital connect card. It's a great way to send prayer requests or life updates. We really appreciate praying over those for you and being involved in your life. You can also text that same number and text the word news. That will pull up our digital bulletin. So anything that I talked about up here this morning, you can access throughout the week. A few things that we have going on. This Wednesday, our building steering committee has an important update for our faith campaign. And we will have a special called business meeting Wednesday at 6 p.m. So I wanna encourage you to be a part of that. If you'd like to have a sneak peek of the agenda for that evening, you can text the word agenda to that same number, 904-441-6900. And that will pull up what is on the agenda for that evening so that you can go in prepared. We also have a beach baptism happening on July 31st. If you have not yet made that next step in your faith, I wanna encourage you um, to come to the beach baptism. We would love to celebrate you and your faith walk. And if you've never been a part of our beach baptisms before, Please come, they're such an incredible experience. And with that, we have a special video from our youth who went to camp a few weeks ago of recap. And what I want to offer you is true north. And true north is the cross of Christ. our physical, our emotional healing ultimately comes through the new birth and the revolution of the Holy Spirit of God changing us from the inside out. God repairs the wound. God heals the hurt. God mends the brokenhearted. God puts back together the heart that has been shattered. He lifts up those who have been downtrodden and he proclaims the favorable year of the Lord again. And he says, it's not just a band-aid. It's not a slogan. It's not some spiritual mumbo jumbo. It's my son wounded in your place and wounded for you.
that when the wound of the world now come into your story, you can look at True North and say, by his stripes, I can be healed. As a kid, no lumpy mattresses, uh, no mosquitoes, but it, uh, it's a meaningful time in the last. It was actually right down the road in Daytona Beach. Yeah. So um, didn't, didn't have a long drive to get there, and they joined with several thousand others and uh, had a great, great week a week ago. We are gathered here this morning because God has called us. And God is here. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we, we forget that the incarnate Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he is here in the midst of his people. So as we worship, look around and see the people beside you and realize God is here. God is here with us. And that's the Lord who reigns, who is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. Let's stand. Let's sing to this
God that Charles Wesley wrote about in that hymn we just sang stands in stark contrast to our human sinfulness and frailty. He wrote of God's glory and power. We, on the other hand, can rightly say with the psalmist, all day long my disgrace is before me and shame has covered my face and my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity. My bones waste away. Well, Wesley wrote of God's great wisdom, recalling Isaiah's description of God. He is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. But we, on the other hand, the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And the wisdom of this world is folly with God, for it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. Wesley wrote of God's might, just as Jeremiah the prophet had done centuries earlier. Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. While we, in contrast, are described by the author of the book of Hebrews as having drooping hands and weak knees. Yet, despite these glaring differences between Almighty God and his frail creatures, he loves us, he cares for us, he provides for us, and he's made a way for us to be rightly related to him through faith in Jesus Christ. And for that faith, we must be grateful Let's express, as Charles Wesley put it in that last stanza, our thanks never ceasing in prayer. We're going to do that two ways. One is individually, privately, personally, there'll be some time of silence, and I'll give you a prompt, a prayer prompt that you can pray about. At the end of that silent, personal time, we'll come back together as a body, and we will pray as the brothers and sisters of Christ that you are. So let's go first each of us individually before God and begin this time of prayer by thanking God for how he has cared for you in the past. Thank him for how he is caring for you now. Give thanks to God for his provision, for health, for finances, for your family. Maybe it's your job. Thank God for the salvation he made possible by sending his only begotten son to die on the cross to pay the penalty for your sins. the words on the screen are a true and sincere prayer of your heart, then pray with your brothers and sisters. Dear God, thank you for your amazing power at work in our lives. Thank you for your goodness and for your blessings over us. Thank you for your great love and care. 
Let's pray together. Father God, we do come before you this morning and we thank you that we can worship you in these different songs. Lord, we're singing our testimony when we sing these songs. And Lord, that's what makes them so sweet. And as Pastor Walter is going to talk about this morning, it's a blessing to us and to our souls and to others as they listen. And I just thank you for that. Thank you for the privilege we have to share in the offering and gifts and the tithes to this body of believers. Thank you for the outreach that goes out of this place to our little ones right straight through to our seniors. 
And I praise you for that, Lord, and I thank you. Now use these gifts this morning and all that is given for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Let's give an offering of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sing his greatness, all creation. Praise the Lord. Raise your voice, you heights and all you depths. From furthest east to west, you distant burning stars, all creatures near and far, from John's sing out forevermore, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Be seated. There's no greater blessing than sharing Jesus with everyone you know, but especially
Life Center across the hallway. And um, what we're going to do, there's a motion to approve construction of both a family ministry center and a family activity center for a maximum cost of $16 million. Now, we previously approved this motion in May, uh, the construction of the facilities. However, we did not have all the bids back yet. We were trying to meet a deadline so the interest rate could stay below 4%. Uh, we did not get the bids back in time to be able to do that. But when they came back, they were higher than we thought. The buildings that are being proposed cost 14 point, just under $14.2 million. However, there are other expenses. Uh, the security system's not included in it, the architectural fees, and just a variety of other things that you have to have when you have the building. And if you add all of that together, and we want to get all the costs together, when you add all the costs together, it'll come under just under $16 million for everything. Some of those things have already been paid. Some of them have not. Uh, but anyway, uh, the cost of the building will be about $4.2 million. And so uh, the whole project will now be $16 million. Now the committee has met again since that time. Key subcommittee has met, the one that's responsible for this. They've both met. There's been serious discussion. Well, you know, they've been talking about this, heartfelt discussions about the cost of the project, about the scope of the project, about the timing of the project. It's been a very serious matter of prayer. And then last Tuesday night, uh, the Building Steering Committee met, and, and they uh, voted to ask the congregation to let us move ahead. Let's move ahead uh, strongly, boldly, and let's try to do the whole project. Um, so the committee recognized that this is a stretch, but they feel that this is the time. So the full motion, if you want to know what that is before we go to the business meeting on Wednesday night, it's, there's paper copies of it at the welcome desk that you can get. Uh, if you go to the digital bulletin, you'll see a link there. You can download it there. If you have a smartphone, a phone that's smarter than you are, then you can always text our, our number that 904-669-4000. Uh, I'm sorry, 904-441-6900. You're texting the word agenda, and you text agenda, and he'll give you the link to pull that down. Let me ask you, please, would you pray about this? And if, you, if you would, pray and fast about this before Wednesday night. Speak to committee members. Are there any committee members in this room? I know Roy, our chairperson, is here. Any other committee members in this room? Yeah, Roy is here. You can always ask, ask him questions. Let us know. Uh, and invite you to uh, come also Wednesday evening to vote on the motion, okay? So I want to put that before you in all transparency to let you know uh, what is being brought before the congregation. And you have every right to vote what God is leading you. But I ask you just to lead that up with prayer, okay? Now let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you give us, that Lord, we're in a situation where we have opportunities for growth. And Lord, we ask that you give us wisdom in all these opportunities. Lord, that we would not get behind your work, but that we wouldn't get ahead of it either. Lord Jesus, I pray that you give us wisdom. Lord, that you give us favor. Lord, that uh, you would give us a positive witness as we're trying to reach families, Lord, that are in crisis that desperately need you. And Lord Jesus, I pray uh, that if anything good comes out of this, that all the glory would go to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, today I want to talk about something I think that's extremely important. 
I think it's a, a powerful, formidable weapon that the Lord has given to every single follower of Jesus Christ. This is something I think that's just really, really important. It's, it's, it's the strength of the words that come out of your mouth. The strength of the words that the Lord places in our hearts, then we pronounce them with our lips and they spill out onto the people around us. And the words that God gives us are extremely important. And God can use them in very powerful ways. It's the power of the blessing. It's the power of blessing others in the name of Jesus Christ. That's an important tool that we have. Have any of you ever gone to Chick-fil-A for a meal? And you go and you drive through or you go to the counter, whatever you do. And then after you finish that transaction, what do they say? Have a blessed day. Now, for some of you, that's a throwaway phrase. You say, oh, they're just saying, saying a throwaway phrase. But for some people, that's deeply impactful to think that someone would, would wish on them that they would have the blessing of the Lord. And that's very powerful. And I think in our society, there are people that are receptive to hearing the blessings of the Lord. And we're the ones that are supposed to be giving the blessings to the people in this world. So, you know, the Hebrew word for blessing is barak, B-A-R-A-K, barak. And, and the barak is powerful. Uh, you know, God's plan, have you ever thought about this? God's plan, almighty God in his sovereignty, in his holiness, his desire that in spite of our sinfulness, in spite of generation after generation of rebellion, that his plan is to draw people to him. That's the plan. And to overcome uh, the stinking, the decaying curse of sin by replacing all of that with his blessing, his blessing of atonement, his blessing of forgiveness, his blessing of salvation, his blessing of grace, his blessing of peace. He wants to replace all the sin, all the bad stuff with his blessing. That's his desire. And, and we, as the children of God, you and I, we're children of God. We're part of sharing that blessing to a world that desperately needs it. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. I'm going to, I'm going to go to a lot of scriptures, but I'm just going to read this one scripture and ask you to stand uh, right now in honor of God's word. And this is where God is speaking to Abraham, this blessing on Abraham, this covenant with Abraham. And uh, this is what God says to Abraham in Genesis 12, verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. And make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would work in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, help us to be the blessings that you created us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So God, uh, God pronounced this blessing on Abraham, this Abrahamic blessing. And God started uh, blessing this faithful person so that he would be a blessing. And I believe God does that same thing today. I believe God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. Um, you know, if you were to look at the verse that follows it in Genesis 12, verse 3, he says, in you all the families of earth shall be blessed. I mean, God blesses us so that we can bless others. So the first thing I want to share with you is this. God wants to bless the world and me. God wants to bless the world and me. You can write that down, you know, and, and you, can, you can put your own name in there. God wants to bless the world and me. We live in a world of condemnation. We live in a world where people tweet bad things about each other, post bad things about each other, condemn each other, cancel each other. We do not have a canceled God. Praise God. 
We don't have a cancel God. He doesn't want to cancel anybody. The Lord wants to bless you. Do you get that? The Lord wants to bless you. He wants to bless you, all of you. He wants you to receive blessings. That's his nature, okay? Some of the most powerful words that you and I need to hear are these words. Blessed are you in Hebrew, barakata. Barakata, blessed are you. Uh, one of the first places we see this phrase uh, in the Bible is Genesis 26. This is Isaac. Isaac was Abraham's son. And Abraham had died and Abraham was buried. And Isaac is now trying to take over the mantle of the leadership of, the, of, the, of uh, that family. And he's trying to do the things that he saw his father Abraham do. He go to one place, but you know the wells that Abraham had dug, they were filled in. He couldn't use them, so he tried to dig some new wells. And then the neighbors came in and said, not in my backyard, and uh, started filling in the wells. And, and he did this several times. He got very discouraged. And, but as he was doing this, uh, God still showed his blessing on Isaac and, and still let Isaac prosper, so much so that in Genesis 26, verse 29, a king came by or, or a local ruler came by. His name was Abimelech. And Abimelech said, you know, we, we noticed this about you, that you are barakata, blessed are you of the Lord. You're blessed by the Lord. We see that you're blessed, so we're not going to plug up your wells anymore. I think if you receive God's blessings, I believe if we receive God's blessings and we give God the glory, the people will give God the glory too. You know, the Lord wants to bless the world and the Lord wants to bless you. Okay? Um, you know, as a follower of Jesus which you all are, or I hope most of you are, I can say to you, blessed are you. You've received a blessing that is powerful. You know, you, you've received a blessing that, that, that's amazing. You know, I'm blessed to be a follower of Jesus Christ, and you are too. And you know, a, a, an Old Testament blessing, the blessing is a word that's pronounced, and then it's followed up by an action. Well, you know, the blessing of salvation, it was a word of salvation, it's followed up by an action, the greatest action ever, Jesus Christ on the cross. His death on the cross was that covenant, okay? You know, that word and that action, word and action. And I think we need to be blessing the world with word and action. Uh, I, I go to see a fitness trainer twice a week. His name is Sal Rapero. I, I think very, very highly of him. I've been highly of him. I've been seeing him for several years. When I go to see him, um, he makes me do things I would never make my body do. Not in a million years. I wouldn't even dream of making my body do the things that Sal Rapero makes my body do. But, you know, he helps me stay in shape. So anyway, as we go out the door, um, he always has this phrase that he has written on a whiteboard. It's a different phrase every week. I think this week it's something like storms don't just come to upset us. They come sometimes to clear the path. You know, and good, good words, very encouraging things. So he has these words, and he, he's a very encouraging person. You know, as you're trying to do all these things, he's saying, yes, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And so I just asked him, I said, you know, I'm getting ready to share a message. I feel called to talk about blessing and giving words of encouragement that believers, we need to give words of encouragement to the world so that they would be drawn to the Lord. I said, how important is encouragement? He said, oh, it's very important. What he told me was that, that you know, in our minds generally, we have this very critical negative tape that's rolling, telling us all the ways uh, that we fail, all the ways we're not measuring up, all those regrets. And, you know, we have to overwrite that negative script. And, you know, we can, we can override that with some words, but also we can override that in the power of the Lord. 
See, see, the Lord has, has written over your heart where you were once a sinner. You're no longer a sinner. You're redeemed. Jesus wrote on a heart that was dead. You're no longer dead. You're alive. You know, you're blessed. That is salvation. So that's what Sal does. He gives me encouragement. He says, God gave you a body. You can do this. You can do this. Now drop down and give me one minute of push-ups and one minute of plank. Say, bless you, Sal. Uh, anyway, <laughs> barakata. Um, but the Lord wants to bless the world and the Lord wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. So how do we receive the blessing? Psalm 34, I think, is a great passage to talk about receiving the blessing that God wants to give to every person. It's Psalm 34, verse 8. It says this, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's a blessing. Things that are sweet, they're a blessing, right? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Okay? As I think about God wanting to bless the world, I think of it this way. In his nature... God is wanting to bless the whole world. God is, wanting, God is wanting to bless every person. That's in his nature. I believe he's raining down blessings on his creation continually. He's constantly doing it. This is his will and this is his nature. Now, and these blessings, they're like rain. And you know, the rain falls on the good and the bad, right? The, the evil and the holy. But you know, to be rained on, you have to be in places where the rain falls. Right? You want to be rained on, you want to be in places where the rain falls. I, I, in preparing for this, I, I, I just said, I'm gonna, where, where's some places where it doesn't rain? I, I just Googled, uh, looked on the internet where the driest place on earth is. And so I found it. And I know it's true because I found it on the internet. But <laughs> it says, it, it told me that the driest place on earth is a place in Antarctica. It's called, it's called the Dry Valleys. There has been no precipitation in the dry valleys any time during recorded history in the time of man, in the time since there's no, there's no precipitation, no rain, no snow, no ice at any time because the geography and the weather patterns just prevent precipitation from falling there. If you want rain, do not go to the dry valleys of Antarctica, Okay. Or let me make it a little more, more um, local here. If you want to have a lush green grass in your lawn, do not build your house in Death Valley. Right? If you build your house in Death Valley, you're not going to have a nice lawn. Okay? It's just not going to, because the rain is not there. And if you want to live a life of blessing, put yourself under the refuge of the Lord. Put yourself under his blessing. You know, if I am living a life that the Lord warns me will bring destruction, that the Lord warns me will bring hurt and damage to my life and to my family and the generations that follow me, I shouldn't expect the blessings of the Lord while I'm in that zone. And it's not because God doesn't want to bless us. I think it's because we, we live a life that prevents the blessings of the Lord from reaching us. We move to Death Valley in our spiritual lives. If you want to receive the blessings, the showers of blessings from the Lord, place your life under the refuge of his care. Okay? How do you do that? We do that by faith. And that's the next thing to write down. Receive by faith the blessing of the Lord. There's a blessing called salvation. 
Okay, this is a church word. You might hear it all the time. We throw it around. So if you're new here, you don't know the lingo that we use. There's a blessing called salvation. What it means is it's the forgiveness of all the stuff we do. And then it's also life forever with Jesus in heaven. And everyone that trusts in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they've received this blessing of of salvation. We know that we're going to be in heaven with the Lord because he promised it to us. Not because we're perfect, but because the Lord wants to bless us with that eternal life. So we move into that zone of receiving this blessing through faith. Now, faith is simply this. It's when we believe so much that it actually makes a difference in the way we act, react, and live. That's what faith is, okay? Faith is believing, but it's more than believing. It's believing to the point that it changes the way we believe. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, then I live like Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that Jesus Christ is alive, then I, 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 I talk to him in prayer. I order my life knowing that he's alive. And so, and I, I, I know that I'm forgiven, so I live a life of forgiveness. I'm not going to live a life under the guilt that Satan is trying to make us live under, okay? So that you receive that. By faith. Well, you know, everyone here, everyone here has been blessed with the offer of salvation. There might be a few of you in here that have not received that offer of salvation. You've not, you've not taken it in. But I want you to know it's offered to you, and you can receive that salvation. All you have to do is move into that zone and say, Lord Jesus, I'm going to accept your forgiveness. I believe you are alive. I'm going to commit to follow you all the days of my life, and then start doing it. And all the work is his. And he, he, he does that. And so he doesn't want you to live in the dry valley. So you receive that by faith. And by doing that, by admitting your sinner, by believing in him truly and then committing to him, what that means, that puts us in that zone of receiving that blessing. And God wants to bless the world and he wants to bless you. Have you received salvation yet? Have you made that decision yet? If you've not made that decision You should make that decision right now. You should tune me out for the next few minutes and just pray to the Lord, Lord Jesus, I want to trust in you as my Lord and Savior. And Lord, I have some doubts and I have some questions, but but I want to trust in you and I want to follow you and commit to you. And then by faith, just trust that he's going to grow you and he's going to give you eternal life. That's the most important thing you can do. And then God wants to bless the world and he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Not only that, God wants to bless the world and me. God wants to bless the world through me. That's the next thing to write down. God wants to bless the world through me. God wants the world to receive blessings. And we are vehicles of pronouncing the things that God wants to to do in this world. Now, we can't make blessings. Only God blesses, right? He's the, one who, he's the one who brings the blessing, but we can pronounce the blessings. And if we want to pronounce a good blessing, it ought to be in accordance with his word. Uh, the other day, my wife and I, uh, we weekly, we go to get some ice cream. We go somewhere and have a little ice cream date. Usually we go off the island to this place we like to go to. But this particular week, we just got back in town, tired of traveling. So we took our bicycles. And we decided to pedal our bicycles down to St. Augustine Beach. And there was a new ice cream shop that had opened up. And so we were going to go there. It was a sunny evening. And so I put my sunglasses on. I'm driving. I'm riding my bike. And I'm a little bit in front of my wife. And next thing I know, uh, between my sunglasses and my face, a wasp had gotten stuck. (laughs) My path 
had intersected with the path of the wasp. Now, I want you to know, in my benevolence, in my mercy, I was trying to rescue that poor wasp from between my sunglasses and my face. But before I could rescue him, you know what that rascal did? Oh, he stung me right by my eye. Oh, my goodness. I went to that ice cream shop. By the time, by the time we got to that ice cream shop, that poor wasp was dead. <clears throat> But my life wasn't much better. I, my face hurt. The swelling was going up there. I had a headache all night long. It was the most miserable ice cream run in the history of all humankind. Okay. I was terrible to be with it. It just hurt. But it made me think. Sometimes that's how we as Christians relate to the world. We don't, we don't pronounce the blessings of the Lord. We act like wasps that sting. And that's how they see us. And instead of drawing people to the promises of the Lord, we drive them away. Because they don't see our heart. And all they see is the sting. And I believe this world desperately needs to hear the message that the Lord wants to bless them if they'd only receive his blessings. I believe the world desperately craves this. And, and, but you know, we've got, to bring, we've got to bring the message. We can't just bring the sting. We can't just bring the punch. We can't just bring the shove. We've got to bring the love. We've got to let the world know that they're doing wrong. We don't want to water down the truth. But we need to do that in the context of love, and we need to do that in the context of blessing. Blessings are very powerful. God wants you to receive a blessing, but he also wants you to share blessings. I'm, I, I'm thinking of Galatians chapter three. Uh, in Galatians, Paul talks about blessing again. In Galatians three, he says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. You see, curses are no longer part of what it means to be a redeemed person in Jesus Christ. We are not cursed and we don't give curses. We're not supposed to do that, okay? But it says, for it's written, cursed is everyone who's hanged on the tree. Jesus Christ took away curse, Okay. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. The blessing of Abraham is now going into all the world, okay? So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Um, I can't manufacture the good things that God wants to do to bring blessings, but I can pronounce them. I can pronounce them. I can say, may God bless you in his mercy. May the Lord provide. May the Lord bring healing. I can send a text message to someone and say, God bless you, someone that really needs it. Uh, let me share some ways the Bible says we should, we should bless. Here's the next thing to write down. Bless children. Bless children. Say, I will bless children. I will bless. Children are so special, okay? You know, we should never have a problem having people working in our children's ministry because they're so special. They're so open. Uh, they, need, they need to hear about the world, word and, and the Lord, and they're right here. And we need to bless children. You know, all of us, we love our kids, and we, we show that love in all kinds of ways. We raise them. We provide for them. We make the best opportunities for them. But it's hard. And when you're a parent, sometimes it's consuming and crazy and busy. And sometimes we show the love, but we neglect to say the love. And I'm going to say, we need to bless people. We need to bless children. We bless them with a word and an action. We bless them. Jesus 
He blessed children. There was a time in Mark 10, it says that, that they are bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples said, hey, get away. He's too busy. He's too busy. And Jesus said in Mark 10, 14, but when Jesus saw it, he was indignant, said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. And truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child should not enter it. And he took them in his arms in action. And he blessed them, laying his hands on them. Ever think about blessing children, saying good things to them, saying the good things of the Lord, what God wants for them, and then following it up? Here's another thing. Say, I will bless enemies. I will bless enemies. Okay, like five of you said that. <clears throat> I'm going to let you pray about that. Okay. Romans 12, 14 says this. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. I will bless enemies. That's so hard. That is so hard because the naysayers can be so, so annoying. But if you want to change that dynamic, start praying for those people that persecute you. Start killing them with kindness. Start truly wanting the best of the Lord for them, and it'll do amazing things. First Peter chapter 3, Peter says this. He says, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For, this, for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. If you bless your enemies, you're going to be blessed. That is what it's saying. So I want to bless someone. I want to bless the people who cause me trouble. I want to bless the faithful. This is the next thing. I will bless those who are faithful. Write that down. I'll bless the faithful. People that are Christians, people that are trying to do the best thing, they need encouragement too. Sometimes when you do a ministry work, it can tear you down, can't it? And if you're faithful, you need that encouragement too. You know, followers of Jesus, we get discouraged too. And, and don't we need others to encourage us and remind us that we're blessed? I'm thinking of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Can you imagine? unwed mother with an unexpected pregnancy and she's sent off to her cousin's house and as she goes to her cousin's house the first thing that she hears from her cousin is not a word of shame or word of judgment the first words that Mary heard coming out of Elizabeth's mouth are these blessed are you and blessed is the fruit of your womb can you imagine the impact with other people might have been doubting or the impact of saying, blessed are you and blessed is the fruit of you. You know, one way to prevent abortion is to carry the blessing of life into the lives of those that are experiencing unwanted or unexpected pregnancies. And to say, blessed are you. You are, you are partnering with God in a very special thing. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. Wow. To show them the blessing of life. How powerful that can be. And then... We need to bless in our coming, in our going. I will bless in my coming, in my going. Now, I know what some of you are going to say. Some people bless the room by coming into it, and some people bless the room by leaving. That's not what I'm trying to get at, okay? I'm not trying to get that at that, okay? <clears throat> what I'm saying is that blessing other people should be so much a part of our nation that as we enter a room, we're blessing people. And as we're leaving room, we're also sharing those blessings with other people. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? But as we come and as we go, the blessing of the Lord just spills out on those. One of the last things that Jesus did in interacting with his disciples on earth, this is Luke chapter 24, and it's, it's talking about his ascension. It says in Luke 24, verse 50, he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. 
While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. You know, that's what Jesus did in his ministry. He blessed while he's here. He's blessed as he was going back up to heaven, continually blessing God, continually blessing others. If you don't get anything else from me, I want you to know this. You are blessed. And I pray God's blessing on all of you. Every one of you. I pray God's blessing on you. I pray God does amazing things in your life and that you receive all the fullness that he wants to give to you. And I pray that if you're someone that's received the blessing, Lord, you'll think of some way to share a blessing because the world desperately needs the blessing of the Lord. God's will is to bless the world. It's his will is to bless you. And his will is to bless the world through you. Now let's go and do it. Amen. Amen. Some of you need a blessing. I want you to know you got it. You got it. The Lord bless you. Blessed are you. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you've blessed us with being able to hear about your word and your desire to bless us. And Lord Jesus, I pray if there's someone here that is struggling, Lord, just struggling with who they are, struggling with 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 the feelings of regret and failure, Lord, I pray that they would see that all the promises aren't going to come from doing more. They're going to come from a relationship with you. And Lord, if someone needs to come into the refuge of your care, Lord, I pray that you give them the wisdom to do that. Get into that place, Lord, where, where they can receive the showers of blessing that you're wanting to rain down on them. Lord, I pray that you'd help each of us to not only fully be grateful for the blessings you give us, but Lord, that we would be bold in sharing how you want to bless this world that desperately needs it. I pray this in your precious name of Jesus. Amen. We're coming to a time of response. I'm going to be standing here during this next song. And during this song, if you want to be a church member, just come up and say, I want to be a member of the church. Or you want to get baptized, you can say, I want to get baptized. Or you can say, I want to know more about what it means to trust Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And what we do is we have people that will help you take that next step of faith. Whatever God's calling you to do, you come as we stand and as we sing. You come.
like to pronounce a blessing on you. I'd like to use a blessing that is used in, in, in our Hebrew tradition, moving into, we got a lot of our worship out of synagogue worship. This is the, the blessing of Aaron. That blessing of Aaron is, is done after every worship service with our Hebrew brothers and sisters. And uh, the words are going to be up on the screen. It says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. You're dismissed.